Welcome to Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. We are streaming live on StreamYard on the Locked On Cardinals Twitter page at Locked On AZ Cards. Um, thanks to everybody who joins us. I'm getting Built Bar out of my teeth as we speak. Um, Bo, we were talking about this before. We'll get into a lot of Cardinals talk today. Patrick Peterson claps back at the rumors that he and the Cardinals are going to part ways. Uh, Tristan Wirfs is all world. We'll talk about that and how that relates to the Cardinals and the uh, seemingly inept way of going about a top 10 pick in the NFL draft for Steve Keim. Kyler Murray retweets a couple things that, you know, makes you think a little bit, tying to Tristan Wirfs. But first, listen, coconut brownie is the best built bar flavor I've had. I'm not a coconut guy. We we got a mix bar. We we got a mix box a couple weeks ago. Perks of being a part of Locked On Podcast Network. Built Bar is the best energy bar I've ever had, and I can't do coconut. I almost gave them away because we got a coconut almond and just a regular one. They're all chocolate covered. They all taste good. But this coconut brownie one we got in a little mini box a couple days ago, like I was verbal about it afterwards. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. This is good for me. 16 grams of protein, but it is. And Bo, um, he told me to try it, and I did, and I was happy I did. Now, I'm kind of upset because I thought maybe you could re-gift them to me and I could be the beneficiary of you not liking coconut. But I'm also proud of you. Your palate is maturing. Thank you. It's developing, Thank and that's, uh, that's impressive. It's it's like the Kyler Murray of the Built Bars, right? It's new to the scene, and it doesn't look like a lot of the other Built Bars, but it's, it's, it's a game changer. Yeah, Pro Bowl MVP. You know, <laughs> coconut brownie built bar. Okay, so Patrick Peterson, uh, there was a report yesterday that uh, Patrick Peterson and the Cardinals were parting ways. Um, Bo and I immediately thought, you know, this has to do with money, obviously. Uh, he wants too much. Steve Kime doesn't want to give it to him. And Steve Kime is, you know, standing strong instead of cratering and saying, you know what, Pat, whatever you want, you've been here forever. Uh, I don't care about the salary cap. We're going to give you the money to keep you here. Um, Patrick Peterson went on his podcast today all things covered and said the reports were nothing but a dirty rumor so of course i mean it was one source it, the the names of the guys that tweeted out it wasn't ian rapaport it wasn't adam Schefter. It wasn't household names so kind of put into question is there one guy the source trying to make a name for himself as a source and kind of jumping the gun on something that he's kind of speaking out of he or she is kind of speaking out of turn regarding and but when you heard that patrick peterson uh, clap back and said, this is not true. Initial thoughts. I think that there is some truth. I mean, anytime there's, when there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I don't think people, people kind of took it as truth because they didn't think it was that far fetched, you know, that the two sides couldn't come to an agreement. They couldn't find middle ground on what made sense for Patrick Peterson at this stage in the career and in his career and where this franchise is, especially with their cap space. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's, and then you see the Bobby Mack tweet, you see the quotes from his podcast. Um, it, it, I don't think he did a good job in completely diffusing thoughts that his time as an Arizona Card Cardinal are done. And, you know, I, I just hope that the Arizona Cardinals, regardless of what happens, that they're not just going to try to, you know, because if they have a month window and that's, what's been reported and said um, that, they just have a plan regardless of what, what, you know, this is what it looks like without P2. This is what we're willing to spend and you're not going to budge on that. And and it makes sense for the franchise because even if they bring back Pat Pete, 
they still have a long way to go in that defensive secondary, especially in a dangerous division that just brought in another quarterback in Matthew Stafford, where they're going to have a tough time covering talented wide receivers and quarter in, in uh, slowing down opposing quarterbacks, even with P2 in the lineup. So they just need to revamp, rebuild that position. I just hope they have a couple different plans for that. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. I mean, listen, the kiss of death for, you know, a star athlete and, you know, it, with a contract that's expired is him saying the rest will take care of itself. And he talked about that earlier in the offseason where, you know, I'm a Cardinal, whatever, the rest will take care of itself. Even Larry Fitzgerald said that. So this is a situation where Patrick Peterson is the best corner the Cardinals have, and that's just a tough situation to be in. Byron Murphy going into his third year, we'll see if he can take that leap. Um, but along, aside from Buda Baker, the Cardinals' DBs aren't the greatest. It's not their strong suit because the Cardinals, as I've mentioned, also continue to mention, they don't have a strong suit. Kyler Murray's a strong suit. DeAndre Hopkins is a strong suit. But there isn't one tier of this offense or defense that you can bank upon to bail you out during any portion of a game, whether it be on offense or defense when they're on the field. I think they need to bring Patrick Peterson back for the right price. We've talked about that, that it should be short deal, small guaranteed money, incentive-laden, sure. But I just don't think that's what Patrick Peterson wants as a 30-year-old who still, the name recognition-wise, is there. He has all-pro name recognition still. It just depends on if he and the Cardinals can come to a realization that Patrick Peterson is older. He's a B, B-minus corner right now. He's not going to garner that much money, and Steve Kime just needs to find the magic number that will make Patrick Peterson happy all the while keeping the balance of the salary cap. And when you look at it, we've talked about this, we'll talk about this a lot in the offseason, the Cardinals got a pass for the number one wide receivers they played last year. They got a pass for the quarterbacks that they played last year. And they couldn't take care of business. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, Matt Stafford was probably the third best quarterback that they played against last year. Alongside uh, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. So this is a situation I'm starting to convince myself that it's got to be corner or offensive lineman with the 16th overall pick. We'll talk about the latter in a minute. But Bo, if this is going to be an issue. If Patrick Peterson is going to raise suspicion that he doesn't want to be a Cardinal anymore because they're not going to pay him, a la a girlfriend, a boyfriend, significant other, you know, you find some flirty tweets. Like, they didn't cheat on you, but you find right. some – you or uh, text. You find some flirty text like it's, it just adds suspicion that the chance of that happening is greater than what it looks like at the service at this point. What do you do right now? Do you try and go to him first, lock him down, or let him go first? and then go about your business, or do other things first, offensive line, wide receiver, linebacker, interior defensive line, and then see if he fits with the rest of the salary cap. Well, you have the luxury of negotiating with him right now, right? I mean, you're not going to have to you, – you can you can get a deal done, and you can know – and you could have ample time, you know, as far as the NFL yeah, – as far as their timelines considered by the new league and when free agency opens and legal tampering and all that, but – you have to figure it out way before then. You absolutely have to. And you talk about, like, you, you have the texts. Like, this thing started back in 2018 when he said he wanted out. He That's said, when I'm the text started. That's yeah, when you got the heart face text and you didn't really understand what was going on. Right. It's He's already kind of walked out on you. And, um, you know, you got to take that in consideration. This is... This is not this is not Larry Fitzgerald. This is you're, there's not you know the perfect goodwill in negotiations on both sides here. This is this is this is a rockier road, way rockier road. And 
you know, because unlike Fitz at, at Peterson's age in the last two seasons he's played, you know, his, his off the field antics, we'll call it. They don't make up, you know, his play hasn't made up for it. Sure. He's been their best corner and that's been by default, but you know, they have to have a big time plan as far as how they're revamping this position because you're right they got to pass this 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 last season as far as the quarterbacks they face next season very unlikely to happen you're staring down Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams in a game you know you've got Matthew Stafford twice and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods potentially you know it's they are idiot Russell Wilson twice it's it's going you have to lock down your defensive secondary especially at the cornerback position and they have to make a num- find a number that makes sense. They can't drag it out because they have to be aggressive outside of Patrick Peterson just to take that next step from eight and eight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the question really is going to be begged: Is the Hassan Reddick, the sugar coating of Hassan Reddick, kind of waned? Are you just going to franchise tag Patrick Peterson? Or is that a waste of money when he's going to be disgruntled all year anyways? And you can maybe give Hassan Reddick front pay. Because he ain't getting back pay for what he did the first three seasons. So that's going to be – it's going to be one or the other. You still think it's going to be a son Reddick that they're going to franchise tag, and it's going to be Patrick. Do you want to come back for three years, 30 mil with 24 guaranteed with an opt-out after two years, or do you want to go to Pittsburgh or Indy or somewhere else, maybe get a little bit less or right around the same and, and vie for a championship? Like this is going to be – it's going to be on him to see if he wants to take that hometown deal where – I mean, he hasn't gotten that – he hasn't gotten Larry Fitzgerald money. You know, he, I mean, he was one of the highest paid corners in the league. Yeah. I mean, that's just, well, it was Richard Sherman, then him. But I mean, it wasn't like 80 mil guarantee. I mean, it wasn't like an exorbitant amount of money. He's probably got three solid years left. It just depends on if the Cardinals want to pay him or not. And we can, we're going to talk about this continuously throughout the offseason. Hopefully it'll be a non-conversation a month from now when we know what's going to happen. But I just don't see that happening. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. Coming up next, Tristan Wirfs is the bell of the ball when it comes to offensive linemen. The Cardinals could have taken him at eight, and they didn't. What are the ramifications? What are the ripple effects from that? We'll talk about that next, Locked on Cardinals. But first, our new friend, betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, sadly, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. You're telling me March Madness, you're not looking around the corner for March Madness? BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on anything and everything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports expert. Remember to use promo code Locked On. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. There's a lot of exciting things happening on the Locked on Podcast Network. February is Black History Month, and the Locked on Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked on Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked on Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked on Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges to come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcast. So a couple interesting things have happened. We're going to put Patrick Peterson aside for a minute. Kyler Murray is, he's known for a, like the you up message from Kyler is who's gaming? 
I mean, that that that's Kyler's thing. That's where Kyler, that's where his bread's buttered when he's not, you know, on the football field. But smart athletes, like professional athletes, we were talking. I mean, all professional athletes are smart, but the the sneaky ones will, you know, retweet something, do the do the eyeball emoji, do something like that. A couple of things that Kyler retweeted recently. One of which was a tweet from Jim Nagy that said, "Quote quarterback position aside, if you want your team to win a Super Bowl, then you want them to draft O line or D line in the early rounds in April. Might not be as much fun on draft weekend, but it wins championships." Kyler retweeted that right after he retweeted a Pro Football Focus draft tweet about Tristan Wirfs that said Tristan Wirfs had 702 pass block snaps in 2020 and only one sack. So Bo. It's difficult because I feel like – I mean, there are so many holes on this offense and defense. Mm-hmm. I feel like you and I just organically have decided that offensive line and cornerbacks are the two biggest positions of need. I mean, I know wide receiver – there's gaping holes at wide receiver. There's gaping holes pretty much at the interior of the defensive line regardless of Jordan Phillips upping the floor last year a little bit. But is that fair to say? Is it corner or offensive line? Two focal yeah. points? Those are two positions that you'll it's it's like pitching a baseball. You can never have enough of it. I mean, we just saw the Dodgers sign Trevor Bauer and it's just like they just won a World Series. They've got a, a pretty stout starting rotation, but they know, you know, you need starting pitching just like you need offensive linemen. Look at the Chiefs. They lost two starting line uh, you know, starting linemen. They're two tackles. Uh, and that can happen to you. And then, you know, Tampa Bay, they just had better luck and their guys stayed healthy and a guy like Tristan Wirfs developed throughout the season. And he was just a baller. I mean, he was an absolute baller. And, you know, the Arizona Cardinals had a better performance from the offensive line in 2020 than they did in 2019. It was atrocious in 2019. But they were able to – the continuity was there. But if you were to bolster it, I think that starts to become – when you talk about the strength, you've got DJ Humphreys. You hope that a guy like Josh Jones can develop into a guy that's going to buy for a starting position. And then if you add a blue chipper in the first or second round – you know, then you're, you know, you're cooking with a little bit of grease there, but uh, you know, we, you got to look at the draft class, you know, very rarely do offensive linemen, you know, we've seen the success stories, you know, the Mike McGlinchey's, the Quentin Nelson's now Tristan Wirfs, but for every one of those guys, there's a Jonathan Cooper. So you got to be good as far as scouting the position. Steve Kime good at scouting that position, a position he played, but hasn't had a lot of success drafting him. Out, you know, DJ Humphreys, it took him four years to really develop. God, you got to bring I don't up. have a problem. I'm, I'm never, you're never going to see me criticize and say, oh, they shouldn't have taken the offensive lineman. Right. I'll always sign up for that. Now, am I intrigued? Does, does a guy like Micah Parsons, uh, who's, who's dropping down some mock draft boards, does guys like, do guys like Kyle Pitts intrigue me? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you go offensive lineman, if you go with the boring pick, I, I understand the team building aspect from that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, they have to eat their vegetables. They've got to eat their vegetables this during the draft. They've got to draft linemen. They've got to draft corners. They've got to draft people of need and not – because here's the thing, and, and I will give Steve Kime credit, or I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for the three picks, and I've talked about this a lot. One, I don't think he wanted to draft Robert Kimdiche at the end of the draft after they went to the NFC Championship game. He fell. And that was a big name. They're like, well, you got to take him because if you pass on him with all the hub hubbub he was getting around uh, draft circles, you look like an idiot. Well, you look like an idiot anyways. I don't think he wanted to draft Josh Rosen. 
I don't think that anybody thought that Josh Rosen was going to drop to 10. So it wasn't really in the game plan for them to trade up to draft him. And I don't think they wanted to draft Isaiah Simmons. The fact that Isaiah Simmons dropped just it kind of threw the whole draft board out because, first of all, you didn't think you were going to get him. And number two, there were more question marks surrounding exactly what he was. Instead of eating his vegetables, he had Rocky Road ice cream. He had, you know, or pralines and cream, whatever kind of ice cream he likes for breakfast. And this is where the Cardinals are at. Now, there's obviously, it's wide open to see what Isaiah Simmons is going to be. We have no idea. He could be an all. Does he could be a Pro Bowler next year. Chip on his shoulder, though. I mean, he's got to have a larger chip now that his teammate is tweeting out. Yeah. You know, a guy that they should have taken in in his place. Could be motivation. We don't know. There's so many things about Kyler Murray that nobody knows. But there's like, a couple things, though. I mean, at this time last year, he was retweeting or liking tweets that were involving his former Oklahoma teammate, a wide receiver. Like. He's starting to mature a little bit yeah. as far as what this team needs for him to have the most success, and mm-hmm. it's the it's the offensive line. Yeah. No, it's true. Uh, it's just another interesting wrinkle into the haves and have-nots and what could have been if somebody were to be drafted that the Cardinals didn't draft. Now, this happens every year. It happens to the majority of teams in the first round. I mean, you're not going to have perennial pro bowlers in the first round, you know, more than what, 30% of them, 20%? Like, it's all a crapshoot regardless. But it's just seeing Tristan Wirfs win a Super Bowl his rookie year. And, yeah, I'm sure Tom Brady getting the ball out fast makes everybody's job easier. And Kyler Murray running the ball in the first eight weeks of the year made the offensive line of the Arizona Cardinals be graded top, you know, towards the top of pro football focus. It's just funny to me that pro football focus is like a group of people that is the metronome for grading now. For performance. And it's really, I mean, it's not all analytics. There is some opinion based into the numbers that, that they that they pop out. It's just, it's interesting that there's so much weight held. In pro, but that's just what we do. That's It's easy. You look at a number, oh, that's close to 100. They had a good game. Right. You know what I mean? No, I mean, you, know, you could still see the eye, have the eye test. Yeah. With the offensive alignment and uh, also defensive secondary members, it, it, I think it's an important number. Because you're not always paying attention, especially when they're not involved in the play. You know, when, when you're not seeing a guy bulldoze, like actually seeing that run lane open, but, you know, a quarterback is unscathed and, you know, the, they're getting a few yards here. You, you don't see that as much as you can see with skill position players. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's like, yeah, we know that Hassan Reddick had a good game. He had five sacks and three strip strip sacks right that's that's pretty easy for us we don't need pff to tell us that right. but there is it is important and it's also important when you're a nerd and you're trying to uh tell a story that fits your narrative <laughs> that, that also helps like you can tell the numbers can tell any story you wanted to tell sometimes but you know take it with a grain of salt but they're also very valuable and, and i think in this case tristan Wirfs, when you look at the game that tom brady had and the tampa bay buccaneers defense had that was something that was very low, like under the radar. That's very impressive. That PFF they told that story with how how impressive his number was. Yeah, he was the highest graded offensive lineman since 2006 that went to in a Super Bowl game. I mean it, that, and was by a pretty pretty good sized margin. And he's only been in the league. That was his what 20th game as a, as a pro. Just a yeah. little salt in the wound. Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, follow him at Bob Brock. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Thank you to everybody who listens. We'll be doing a lot more video. Uh, 
it's easier. I usually just minimize the screen so I don't have to look at Bo's ugly mug. But it's it, you know it's just it's just nicer. It's a lot of people like to watch more than listen. So thank you. We will still be posting the podcast to all of the outlets that we always do: Apple Podcast, uh, you know, Google Play, Spotify, etc. Uh, coming up next, the Cardinals got an interesting ranking for the final. Uh, power rankings by ESPN of the 2020 NFL season. We'll talk about that next. Locked on Cardinals. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to embarrass myself. I don't know a whole lot about automobiles, cars, as some people call them. Um, RockAuto.com. It's a family-owned business. It's been online for 20-plus years. If you go to a chain storefront and you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what the serial number is, what the part number is, and you don't want to ask anybody because it's awkward, I get it. I've been there. So go to rockauto.com. They have all the parts you need. You just It's a website. You search for what you need. You can, you can get carpet. You can get taillights. They have everything you need. They have engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, the easiest stuff. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. The best part, though, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why why would you pay double for the same for the same part? doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Final segment, Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. You got to check out Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective and all around the NFL. They, they know everything about the NFL. And even though Bo and I, we like getting into it, Brian Peacock, because he also does uh, Locked On 49ers. So we have nice back-to-back um, crossovers twice a year, which is fun. They cover all the latest news and insight on every game team and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Bo, ESPN, final power rankings of the year. Rank the Cardinals 14th. So for the math majors out there, that would have put them at right on the precipice of a playoff team with them actually squeaking in. And I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if you remember. Uh, they're playing two backup quarter, backup quarterbacks, week 16 and week 17. Do you remember that? And they didn't win either game, so they missed the playoffs. And the Mitchell Trubisky's made it in instead. And this is hopefully going to be fuel for the fire moving forward, not only for the players but for the front office, where they have to get off their caboose and actually make some big-time moves and not just make one trade for DeAndre Hopkins and think that's enough. It makes it sting a little bit more, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, it's not like, oh, well, we knew it. But, no, they they blew a, a tremendous opportunity to make the playoffs. And, yeah, we'll say it, and this is, you're going to get – you're going to hate it. But this is a, such a pivotal offseason. They they have to make – as you said, they have to make the, – the, the moves have to make enough impact to take them and put them over the hump. And, you know, it's it's going to take more than just getting that one more dynamic player. It's going to it's going to take, you know, finding some more building blocks, developing some guys they drafted last year that didn't make that big of an impact. It's it's going to be huge for this Cardinals team this offseason to take that next, that next step and going from three to five to eight wins. That's that's kind of that's relatively easy, but going from eight to 10 to 11, whatever it takes to get to the postseason 
Uh, that's that's the tough part. Yeah, and I mean, people forget a lot that I, they're still in the works of adding an extra regular season game. So not only will they have to expound upon their eight-win game, eight-win season last year, they may have another game to play. You know, so if they go to 17 games, it's going to add another. Well, you might need to get to 11 to get to the playoffs. I mean, it's just, it's a weird time just with COVID, the pandemic and everything. Also with an organization that is still in the infancy stages, even though they probably should be toddlers by now. You know, now, I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as we knew that the Cardinals were a better team than whatever the NFC East put in the postseason, like the Washington football mm-hmm. team went, they actually played the, the Bucks better than the Chiefs, but that doesn't mean they were better. But no. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Taylor Henneke had a better game than Patrick Mahomes. But uh, you had, you have, the, of course, the NFC East team below them. But I was shocked to see, and this is because they don't have a quarterback right now, one place below the Cardinals yeah. was the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, T.Y. Hilton's up in the air. Is is uh, Paris Campbell, is Michael Pittman, are they going to be enough on the outside? Jonathan Taylor proven to be an RB1. Their offensive line's great. Their interior defensive line is great. Their linebacking core is great. Their DBs are a little suspect, comparatively speaking, to the rest of the defense. But yeah, I mean, if you add pretty much any quarterback, not name uh, Peterman, uh, I, I, I think that they should be ranked ahead of the Cardinals. You know, sure. I mean, they almost beat the Bills. If it, it was a weird ending to that game in the playoffs, but you know, it's listen. And they could be. What was it? BetOnline.ag has uh, the Colts at three to two to get Carson Wentz. Does I mean that that's an upgrade? Like you said, anybody not named Nathan Peterman, Nathan Peterman. is probably an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Peterman. And uh, the Cardinals also. This is from BetOnline.ag as well. The Cardinals are twenty to one to win the NFC Championship game next year. So I can kind of, it could be twenty to one uh, just to win the Super Bowl. Like they're thirty three to one right now. We said if they have a good offseason, they could get as high as twenty to one to win the Super Bowl. And, that, and that's still a pretty big long shot. It's not, you know, where the Chiefs or the, the Bucks are gonna be. But look, they're they've made pro it's it's incredible where they are now and where they were in, at the end of twenty eighteen. I mean that the, but they, they were armed with ample draft capital, good cap space. They had some some stars already on the team. And then the big move, the the job-saving move for Steve Kime, Kyler Murray. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean Steve Kime, that doesn't mean Cliff Kingsbury deserves credit for going from 3 to 8. He deserves credit from going from 5 to 8 because he got a completely different roster than what Steve Wilkes and Mike McCoy had in Byron Leftwich. Um I just do want to say just one PSA. Um can the NFL please just start hyphenating the years of every season? Can we do the 2021-2022 season, please? So when I'm looking up the <laughs> NFC Championship game from 2016, I don't have to look at NFL season 2015 and then it's actually in 2016. Let's just hyphenate it. This isn't a, this isn't a last name. This isn't like this isn't like you know I don't know the Brock whatever your your uh, your wife's maiden name was. This isn't one of those. It's two years, 21-22 season. It yeah. encapsulates everything. Make it easy. Because if the Super Bowl. I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I know, I know your rant, and I know it's confusing to a guy like you, Alex. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to with you, but the the biggest key as far as these rankings is like the Cardinals might be, you know, a top fourteen team, but guess who's ahead of them? All three of the division foes. Yeah. Every single one of them. Like this is this is not going to get any easier. The Niners are going to be better. 
Like there could be like the Cardinals could be the Niners of last season and suffer a bunch of injuries. Hopefully not. The Rams could do that. The Seahawks it's, it's, you know, no team is can avoid that, but man, like right now, like they are still looking up at the rest of the division. Yeah. And to change, I mean, that has to change. Can they do it in an off season's time? I don't know, but they have to certainly start to fill in some of the uh, the gaps as far as depth, where where they where they lack depth in other teams in the in the division. Don't they're they're doing very very well. And this is something that is uncomfortable, and it's not imminent by any stretch. But Russell Wilson went on the Dan Patrick Show this morning and had some interesting things to say about his trade value if teams have called and asked for an office John Snyder etc of of his availability and we're going to talk tomorrow because if the Cardinals falter next year crazier things have happened than Kyler Murray requesting a trade we've seen it and I'm not saying it's going to happen relax okay but it's it's a conversation that needs to just be had because look at what the hell's going on this offseason. Matthew Stafford gone. Jared Goff swapped. Deshaun Watson wants out. Like, player empowerment from the quarterback position has never been as high as right this second, and it won't be as high as the next second. Anything is up in the air now. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Thank you to everybody who listens. Follow him at Bob Rack on Twitter. Follow me at Clancy's Corner at Locked on AZ Cards for the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.